Welcome to a new episode of Against the Fed. I am your host, Victor E. Cooper. Greetings. It's been a minute before I had published a new episode. Uh, I guess I tracked. I had been um, investing in stocks, which may seem contrary to my stance against the powers that be, but we have to play the game. We have to play the game. We are dominated by a plutocracy, um, a financial oligarchy Right, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers of the world, the J.P. Morgans of the world. They create money out of thin air and uh, there is not enough resistance globally to uh, change the system uh, that will benefit all of humanity. So I'm going to play the game. I'm, I'm looking for my, my come up in life. Right? See if I can make a few shekel. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Enough shekel to retire on and um, enjoy the final years of my own existence till I come back in another, in another avatar. Hopefully not in this world, not in this realm of existence, hopefully that I will uh, evolve to a higher uh, being like that of the caterpillar, right? The caterpillar goes in this state of hibernation and the cocoon develops and after the cocoon uh, develops here comes the butterfly to fly off into a brand new world I am wondering if the Federal Reserve will lower interest rates and um, there's an article uh, on the internet I would like to read from World Economic Forum 
of the title, Will the Fed Cut Rates in 2023? Dated January the 10th, 2023. Uh, it says here, Will the Fed's decision to dial back the tempo of its latest rate hike to 50 basis points after four consecutive 75 basis point hikes was misinterpreted as a first step towards a less hawkish policy stance by some observers. The minutes of the December FOMC meeting, uh, I think that's FOMC, Federal Operations Meeting Conference, something like that, uh, released uh, uh, open market. Uh, committee, I think that's it. Federal Open Market Committee. Meeting uh, released on Wednesday once again made clear that the chances of such a pivot are very slim. In other words, no, they will not lower interest rates. If anything, the meeting minutes confirmed that the Fed is going to keep interest rates elevated for the foreseeable future as meeting participants explicitly warned against misinterpretation of the slowdown in its latest rate hike. Well, I guess that answers my question. I don't see any um, other data or news concerning uh, the lowering of rates Okay, uh, bankrate.com. Will the rate? Will the Fed stop raising rates? Dated February the seventh, uh, twenty twenty-three. Raising interest rates to deliberately slow the U.S. economy isn't a job for the faint of heart, but the next test for the Federal Reserve could make even the challenging task look simple. After lifting interest rates last year at a pace not seen since the last time inflation soared as much this much 40 years ago, Fed officials will soon have to decide when it's time to stop making it more expensive to borrow money. The result could have great implications for Americans purchasing power, the job market, and the U.S. economy. Okay, I'm trying to find something a little bit more interesting. When will the Fed stop hiking rates? Watch for rates to hit this this level. Okay, uh, that's the subtitle. Most economists say the Fed will likely stop raising interest rates at some point in 2023. But where rates peak is actually more important than when. While the Fed is starting to raise rates in smaller amounts, what's clear is the Fed isn't raising rates yet. The medium projection among Fed officials put interest rates in a final target range of 5 to 5.25%. Okay, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. The interest rates is uh, around 5 to 5.25%. 5 
And accordingly, that is too high for corporations to borrow. Mainly, I, I guess, the, the, the banks. So uh, when corporations borrow from the banks, it's going to be a little bit more higher than 5, 5.2%, I'm assuming. More to discuss. After looking at the financials of the top 13 commercial banks, starting with J.P. Morgan on down to, uh, well, I used to have a list. I don't have the list on me now. But it's 13 top banks, according to macro trends. Uh, J.P. Morgan being at the top. Then you, I guess you got uh, Bank of America. You got, you got um, Bancorp. Various others, um, after looking at their financials, especially looking at their debt to equity ratio and their and their current ratio, in my opinion, all thirteen banks are bankrupt. <laughs> They're bankrupt. But how do you become bankrupt when you have the authority to create money out of thin air, right? Well. The commercial banks really don't have that authority. It's the central bank. I understand that. But they are in league. They are confederate with, and when I say confederate, I'm not talking politics. They're in league. They have a pact with the central bank. So when uh, money get tight, all they got to do is borrow money from the Fed. And every time they do that, somebody on the end result is somebody become homeless. Um, the expansion of the money supply, right? The, the decline of our purchasing power as a result. And the uh, working class suffers in the end. Every time these people print up money and pay themselves with it, somebody become homeless. And then we begin to pay more at the pump, more at the grocery store, Right? So it's a redistribution of wealth because when these people pay themselves, they pay themselves a whopping uh, heap of money, right? Which further enslaves the rest of us. It's called debt slavery peonage. So how do we, how do we uh, uh, combat, how do we uh, stave off uh, uh, this tsunami of debt that is riding on us. Well, one hedge against inflation, in my opinion, is to invest in stocks in this depressed market. You got to do a little uh, penny pitching, right? You know, I'm learning some things about this stock market here. I've seen, I've have seen stocks as high as uh, maybe thousands of dollars, a thousand dollars a share 
drop all the way down to penny stock. That's that's the reset right there. Huh? I've seen numerous, numerous corporations. Uh, 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 they just the bottom fell out. Now we got a fire sale going on here, huh? And, and you know the big wigs like uh, uh, let's say uh, Warren Buffett and company, they can buy these companies up for a penny on the dollar, huh? Shares going for, for uh, four cent a share. 75 cents a share, dollar a share. When at one point in time, the, these these uh, corporations, their shares was up in, into the uh, uh, the tens of dollars, the hundreds of dollars. How can you make money when when the stock is is four cents a share? Huh? How can you do that? But to my amazement, to my amazement, 5.25% is too high to borrow money at. That's, that, that amazes me. How is that high? That's not high. More to discuss. When I had uh, purchased my first automobile during uh, the early to mid '80s, I was around 23 years old. I bought I had bought a um, Chevrolet Chevette. It cost 2,500 bucks, but you know. That's not a lot of money, but for me it was because I was working part-time and going to school. I had a student loan on me, which which wasn't a whole lot. I think excuse me, I think it was around eleven to three thousand dollars, somewhere around that range. I was staying at home with my mom, had to pay her rent, right? Had to pay rent to my mom. But I wasn't super underwater. You know what I mean? I didn't have a lot of debt. But I didn't have a lot of income coming in. I worked uh, where I worked at. Uh, I worked at the hospital, Mercy Hospital here in Chicago. Weekends and holidays. Barely making um, $3,000 a year, I guess. I forget. I think the highest I made was seven thousand. I don't. I don't remember now. But my wage is around seven to eight bucks an hour, and working weekends and holidays. And the other stipulation was whenever needed, <laughs> which is not contractual, folks. The whenever needed part is not contractual, but I'm not gonna get into that. This is that's just how the, the corporations do 
us the us underlings, you know. Well, I bought my first automobile and around I was 23 at the time. During the mid to early 80s and uh the interest rate that I had to pay was 19.25%. 19.25%. And these people knew my, how much money I was making. Right? But they wanted to enslave me. And I didn't know any better. I didn't see the, the total picture of the game. But the un, the how unconscionable can you be? Right? To put such an interest rate on somebody that's working weekend and holiday. Because I had to show them my my paycheck to my to my uh my knowledge. Right? And I think I had to come down with a down payment. I think about 500 bucks. I don't remember. Maybe I didn't come down with the down payment. I mean, the car was just $2,500 at the time with a 19.25% interest rate on me. That's how the, uh, the, the upper class treat the, us underlings, right? Enslaved the poor slobs. That slavery... Right, so the, the 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 irony to it to this is that here it is. I'm bringing in meager pay with this heavy debt on me, right? But these corporations out here find it difficult to borrow money at. 5.25% to 6 6%. Right? Well, rather have the economy depressed than to borrow as such a in my opinion a very low rate of interest. I mean, if you want to stave off inflation, wouldn't you raise interest rates to around 19.25% 20%, 25%, that would really dry up a whole lot of money that shouldn't be out here. Well, I'm just giving you my opinion. In my opinion, hey, look, I'm a Scorpio, okay, and we are very opinionated. <laughs> uh, but I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not pushy. I just like spreading my views, looking for more information to cause me to grow, whether spiritually or financially, right? If you want to combat inflation, invest in stocks. 
I mean, we got we got a fire sale going on right now. We got a fire sale going on right now. Just park your money. I say, I you know, OTCQX. Park your money right there. OTCQX. I'm being careful with my words because I don't want to, you know, federal government knocking at my door. You're talking too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? OTCQX. I feel that it's safe. Me personally. You know, I, I, I got a, a buddy at, at work and I suggested to him, hey, uh, get into the stock market. He took my advice and I think he was already doing it anyway. So he had uh, purchased one of those large cap stocks, just one share. And let me knew that he didn't know what he was doing. Now, I'm new at it, but I got, you know, a lot more. I'm more savvy than just to buy one stock. Maybe the guy knows something I don't know. I mean, how are you going to come up with a one stock? A, a large cap at, at that. A mega cap. You're not going to make money purchasing one share of a mega cap stock. Okay, you think the stock going to over a span of a year give you a yield of three or four hundred percent? That's ridiculous. In the short time that I did a little, you know, buying and selling. I mean, man, it's this stuff gravitated towards my brain like, like man, like sugar on, on uh, sugar on fruit, man. I'm like, wow, look at this here, look at this here. I can I can make myself get rich if I just choose the right company. But from from my research. I ain't gonna lie to you. All I see is shit. That's all, that's all I'm saying. But, you know, give me a few more years. I, I, maybe I'll ch change the tone on that. But you're not gonna make money uh, with these large caps. You're not gonna make money at Amazon. I mean, if you got a good hundred grand, nah, that's I differ. But if you had my economic status, you, man, are you serious? Give me your money. I know what to do with it. Okay? If I had a hundred grand, I, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't large, mess with them large cap stocks anyway. Everything is going down. We, we're in a bear market. You got to bear down, right? Does it say buy low, sell high? 
Buy low, sell high. You don't buy high. Huh? You don't buy no stocks for $100 a share. I mean, unless you got $100,000, I can see you doing that. You got a million dollars, I can see you play around with that money. This concludes another episode of Against the Fed. I'm your host, Victor E. Cooper. <laughs>